Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tech Discourses. I'm Ratan Vig, your host today. Today we are going to talk about Scrum and we are going to have an abstract look at Scrum and how Scrum has become uh, possibly one of the most loved and most hated agile methodologies out there. So let's dive right into it. So let's take let's first examine how scrum started so scrum has its roots going back to late 1980s early 1990s when jeff sutherland and ken schwaber started interacting and started experimenting with uh, scrum as a software development methodology now scrum had been in existence even longer than that scrum has been in existence since uh, approximately 1986 january of 1986 when an uh, academic paper was written on that it turns out that hirotaka takuchi and ikujuri nonaka two acknowledged management thinkers uh, wrote a paper in the january 1986 issue of harvard business review on scrum and and gave detailed principles of scrum Jeff Sutherland and Jeff McKenna drew on the inspiration of this 1986 article and developed the scrum methodology as a full software development delivery methodology from then on. Jeff and Ken uh, actually conceived the scrum process in the early 1990s and borrowed heavily from uh, from Takuchi and Onaka's 1986 work. The first full implementation of Scrum occurred in 1993 when Jeff Sutherland along with John S and Jeff McKenna implemented Scrum at the Easel Corporation. So initially during those early days Scrum was based on the notion that development of new complex products can be best achieved when small and self-organizing teams are given objectives rather than specific assignments. The team had the freedom uh and and had the autonomy to determine the best way of meeting those objectives and scrum defined uh, time boxed iterative development cycles whose goal was to deliver one or more feature in each release as in a working software increment at the end of each time box uh, sprint thereby delivering incrementally working software with each release today most teams that claim to practice an agile methodology mean that they are using scrum so what is scrum other than uh, being a, a time boxed iterative development cycle so jeff sutherland believed that scrum is a framework with a set of best practices which is learned over 50 years ken agreed with that as well and gave out a good analogy of comparing scrum with playing chess the word framework means that much is not specified and must be devised by those using the framework i equate scrum to the game of chess you can read the official rule book of chess the moves player sequences scoring etc all are all specified are all labeled you can learn them and then you can play chess however becoming good at it and and becoming um, somebody who is hard to beat at the game is a different uh, context altogether so what are let's look at scrum so what are some core practices in scrum there are core principles in scrum that are widely discussed about and and are known so principles in scrum talk about uh, empirical process control self organization collaboration within the team 
and with with uh, stakeholders value-based prioritization time boxing and iterative development there are overall six principles and these talk about uh, starting from empirical process control where uh, the core philosophy of scrum is based on three main ideas of transparency inspection and, and ad adaption what it simply means is that scrum recommends and values transparency inspection and adaptation as in observation and and fixing any problems that arise through observation in a clear transparent manner and adapts to the uh, to to however the team and and the requirements demand and that is one of the great strengths in where there is uh, flexibility and continuous adaptation transparency and modeling the approach based on the observation and and the recommendations uh, the second principle in scrum talks about self-organization again this is self-explanatory self-organization simply means that the development teams come together for a purpose and they organize themselves in in, in the best way which fits the purpose and which leads to realization of the goal for, for which they came together. This stems from the core uh, thought that whenever the team decides together and whenever there is a buy-in on any decision, that decision has a higher chance of being achieved and the team has a higher chance of being successful if if there is a shared ownership and there is an established uh, buy-in from the team for the decisions that the team takes towards achieving the goal. The next principle uh, Scrum talks about is collaboration. Again, self-explanatory collaboration simply means that uh, all the stakeholders on the development team are aware of the team's goal, know what the team is doing, and are an equal stakeholder in the decision making process and collaboration is a value creation process within the teams and 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 the sole purpose of the teams is to interact together to deliver the greatest value the next principle talks about value-based prioritization so value-based prioritization is nothing but targeting the the work items on the product backlog which are prioritized which are estimated which have the highest impact and which have the shortest turnaround time so very simply put on the product backlog you rank the items in order of their perceived value or their importance to the customer and you rank them based on the shortest to longest time estimate and then you uh, tackle the items which are at the top of the list that have the highest impact to the customer that deliver the highest value in the shortest possible time time boxing again this is self-explanatory this is a core of scrum uh, time boxed iterative sprints which at the end of which there is a working uh, software increment the last scrum principle talks about iterative development again self-explanatory iterative development emphasizes how to better manage changes and build products that satisfy customer needs that take care of the customer feedback and also takes care of 
failing early, failing often thought process and and gives the power right to the team on on absorbing the feedback coming from the customer. Okay, so so that's about Scrum and about um, how teams do work in Scrum. Uh, work is organized in short cycles, typically of two weeks long. Management takes backseat and doesn't interrupt the development team during a work cycle. Role of product owner is is of the custodian of the product backlog and as the primary customer. And uh, product backlog is the document where all requirements are recorded. Product document product backlog refers to all the work that remains to be done on the project, and the team reports to the client and the product manager for work done. Now, uh, that is typically how Scrum has been looked upon and how Scrum has come about. Now, what is also interesting to note here that Scrum, during the initial days when Scrum came about, Scrum came about as um, as an approach which was initially, which initially became popular because of its uh, its very nature, as in, you know, uh, initially, um, wherever there was a problem and there was an uncontrollably fast spinning out of hand situation or an unexpected failure or a rapidly evolving problem, the management or the department leadership would call together their best people and form a cross-cutting team. This cross-cutting team, as their mandate, they, their only mandate would be to resolve the problem as quickly as possible. Think of it as, as like a firefighting squad. And of course, the team would, would have a leader for namesake. Uh, however, the leader would not be selected by the team or would not have evolved into the role, but rather somebody who is who is nominated as a leader, who is nominated as somebody who would just be there to resolve the um, impediments and take care of any roadblocks, typically known as a scrum master. And their authority would be limited to removing impediments only. This appointed leader or scrum master also would be responsible for adhering the uh, to, to the hygiene standards that the team is meeting daily, that the scrum artifacts and, and the scrum meetings are taking place on, on, a, on a regular periodic basis. And uh, their primary objective is to remove impediments. Now, coming back to the team, the team's primary goal is to get that situation under control and and you know um whatever that that development is or whatever the the uh, issue at hand is for which the team has been formed the goal of the team is to is to resolve that and move on to the next uh, burning issue uh, the team members who were assembled for the team, many of them were highly qualified engineers and thinkers, and and they pitched in wholeheartedly, as they as they felt that doing so is the best is in the best interest of the organization, and and uh, doubtlessly so. The focus was on the mission and the mission only, as to resolve that problem and move on. However, as time wore on uh, and as prints progressed the never-ending nature of emergencies became clear. Uh, otherwise, what would be a, a short burst of development effort and uh, a typical sprint where the focus would be would have been on resolving a problem, the problem itself became, and, and the emergency itself became the new 
benchmark of, of doing work. So the code red situations now got imbibed into the organization's DNA when it became clear that project after project fell into the same framework. Once a firm saw the dramatic benefit of small client-driven iterations in one area, it became natural for them to ask, why not do all the work in this fashion? Why not make this the new standard or, or make this the new um, new uh, benchmark for, for doing all the work? And can, can code red situations exist forever? Or become the de facto working style. Certainly, most most organizations in those early days uh, thought that. What impact does it have on the human involved in the value chain? After all, an organization's most important assets are its resources. So, what about their perspective? Are the developers completely homogeneous, standardized uh, products who can be replaced by the next developers in line? Are the resources happy to work in an environment where they need to justify every hour of their day producing predictable results like a machine or you know producing predictable lines of code? Or is it not important at all to take their viewpoint and their idiosyncrasies into consideration? More often than not, in the race to become agile and implement Scrum, such questions always or, or mostly got relegated to the sidelines. So let's take a look at some of the uh, chief criticisms with scrum and how um, scrum came about to be um, one of the most loved and the most hated agile techniques out there for for certain you know um, there has been widespread abuse in scrum there has been widespread misuse of scrum i would say uh, there have been cases where organizations and teams have devolved to the point where where uh, just crunching lines of code is the only real definition of productivity where the developers are just working 10 12 hours a day just writing lines of code without without a mind as to whether what code is being written does it meet the customer's requirements and would it meet the customer's requirements in six months or two years or five years after the code has been written one of the chief criticisms of scrum comes from uh, developers especially senior developers who feel that the use of story points as the estimation technique has become one of the defining features of scrum and has been over abused and and misused uh, typically, each user story is given a certain count of story points and a team is confronted with the number of points it has achieved at the end of a sprint. What this typically means is that if there are 10 developers in, in, uh, in a, a sprint working on the team, um, the team is expected to complete 40 or 50 or certain story points at the end of the sprint. Some teams allow their follow their daily progress in terms of story points with a burn down chart that is consulted every day at the standup. However, uh, teams working to gather the points, the focus gets shifted to complete tasks instead of delivering good software. The questions that seem to come under focus is that how many stories are complete and more important questions of how the code base has improved and has the code base become 
more steady and more resilient and more uh, uh, to the point from the last print, those questions are often ignored. Uh, is the code base more modular, simpler, habitable? Has there been regressions? Have there been, uh, has the code been retrofitted? All of those questions often fall by the wayside. The second most critical feedback of Scrum comes from uh, the barrage of meetings that most people feel are excessive in Scrum. Most people feel that developers are taxed with attending meetings and, and attending meetings after meetings, sometimes hours on end during a working day. And at the end of the day, the developer's main task of writing software and debugging issues and, and writing lines of code and making the code base more resilient and more modular and, and, and more simpler are simply uh, relegated uh, to non-priority items, yet the developers are expected to meet their development goals nevertheless. So developers are forced, pressurized to, to sacrifice their personal time and complete their development goals, which obviously is, is a self-defeating pattern. Uh, Scrum's feedback, uh, criticism also comes from some from from across the the development teams who feel that that scrum is often used as a management tool to punish developers and to force developers into doing into into coding um, softwares repetitively without much value addition the focus of every scrum is is sprint 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 that is an iteration after iteration after iteration producing increments of software which are barely working and which can barely be integrated together and um, and and just focusing on the plan focusing on on the on the backlog and not worrying about uh, what it is to deliver value to the customer you know each project is different even if the development team has worked on a similar project for 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 years there are chances that there could be changes or, or there could be something new which may lead to a newer way of doing things or a different way of doing things. It's very common um, that teams often discover that there is a change in downstream or upstream systems than what they had planned and now either due to new technology or new, or due to a new dependency or due to a previously uh, hitherto unknown uh, unknown cross impact they have to go back to the design board and rethink the entire design and the entire solution design from the start that happens a lot and and that's certainly more common than many many people would like to think these discoveries along the way may not only alter the entire estimate but it may alter the entire path team is taking to resolve the problem assuming a linear trajectory for for the project path in the sprint becomes really tough uh, it, it becomes a really tough handoff between just getting the work done versus quality of work oftentimes just drawing um, you know lines across a graph or, or or a bar chart and just planning to you know hit a certain point after elapsing of certain time is not always that straightforward as it seems. 
another key criticism of scrum and and uh, this entire mad race of iteration 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 comes from oversimplification of development processes what many people feel that in scrum the development process at the very least is uh, just taken to be a very simplified process in which lines of code have to be churned out and people just have to um, keep writing code without paying much attention or paying much mind to the finer nuances of work like you know researching on problems debugging issues uh, you know building uh, code pipelines working on on real time issues like solving containerization problems which which happen quite commonly and and anything which which requires the developer to step away and you know do some research on the subject or do some more homework before getting back to writing code and that oversimplification of development process scrum feels that these abstract concepts don't exist uh, leads to more pressure on the human beings and the developers within the team to kind of maintain the same pace no matter how uh, how much research or no matter how much time the developers spend away from writing code in other words it's like you know your only measure of progress is the number of lines of code you have written and any work that goes into writing the lines of codes is not relevant or is not that important which again is a self defeating thought process um scrum inhibits deep thinking and innovation further many many people feel that scrum prevents research and and uh, prevents developers to step outside the box and to step away from the entire uh, entire factory shop and kind of take a different look at the problem and simply because in scrum there is no time set aside for for research and and scrum doesn't doesn't uh, allow or doesn't doesn't acknowledge those uh, that work that that other than the development activities there are other activities which take up developers time management often uses scrum to micromanage teams and individuals which leads to resentment and feeling of loss of autonomy and typically whatever technology one helps develop or is introduced to uh, he or she as a developer is not allowed to become an expert at it because finishing a story only gets points and 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 the points are the only thing that counts not becoming an expert at technology or not having a uh, certain you know key key competencies that can be counted as a true skill or as as a true expertise for the developer uh, concerned finally it's always often said that that scrum has got unreasonable expectations from the developers and and from the development team uh, the expectations stem from the fact that team members are expected to move from story to story from project to project with little time to develop expertise or finding that one area that truly interests an engineer or finding that one niche skill that that the person would like to work upon further in scrum many um 
people feel that every feature or every user story has to provide some kind of a tangible benefit or some kind of an output to the customer. In reality, however, there is a world of software beyond immediately recognizable value or benefit for the customer. Many software systems are integrated, complicated pieces of art, which are working together as a cohesive unit, even when there are tens of things that are wrong that could break the entire code or stop the entire functionality. This is especially true in case of platform services, which feature some kind of integration with legacy systems. And this has been seen countless number of times, especially in, uh, in, in larger organizations, especially organizations which have had some kind of legacy applications, platforms which have been modernized and which have been and which have been brought on to a newer, more modern platform, yet they are continuing with some part of, of the legacy operations or legacy applications along with the, the new modern avatars. In such cases, to keep the show going, there is a lot of behind the scenes work required to make the platform more reliable, more usable, usable or you know, resolve that one bug that has been carried on as technical debt, which doesn't probably feature as a, as a current um, uh, feature item or, or, or as a current deliverable. However, it it requires it is essential for getting for for keeping the lights on and and maintaining the the uh, the current state of the software this could also include uh, tweaking some backend features to display results faster or or making some changes in the backend to make the ui become more resilient and more uh, uh, resistant to to errors and all of this work has to be done Yet, uh, this may not directly correlate to co to a tangible output or to creating the value for the customer as much as some other features and some other epics on, on the backlog. And finally, uh, continuous interactions with customers is, is good. Obviously, it, it is a highly positive and, and um, a highly desired state of working. However, not all team members are customer management experts and not all team members are equally good at communication. In fact, very few technical people know about managing expectations or are good with communications or can handle customer negotiations and customer uh, communications as well as um, others. This is not a negative. This is not something, I mean, this is not a, a development need as long as a developer can communicate and can lay the point across beyond that. They don't need to be experts in negotiation or they don't need to be, you know, uh, superlative communicators to to work as, as a developer on the team. It's totally a non-related and a different skill set. However, when a developer or, or the or the team is uh, working with stakeholders working with customers daily day in and day out uh, there could be there could be chances there could be situations where these continued uh, situations and continuous times of exposure to the customer may compromise or may lead to 
a situation where certain developers feel feel pressurized to work on something and certain developers feel that they are not making the best use of their time finally uh, many developers and and many critics of scrum feel that underwater development or submarine development as it's called where typically what it means is that you know just uh, cutting off most uh, non essential communications and coding underwater for extended period of times coming out only occasionally uh, that kind of way of working typically generally is bad for for uh, humans and bad for uh, collaborative endeavors like uh, building uh, softwares and applications and it products that are scalable and that can be um, used by the customers and that would be a value add for the customers for years to come to work in um, in an environment which is conducive to fostering innovation and and uh, you know leading uh, people towards realizing their true potential and to encourage developers to not only write the lines of code but also see how each line of code can be written in a scalable uh, value uh, addition uh, framework that is is more important and that is critically lacking in scrum many people feel finally many people also feel that scrum often looks at the wrong details an aggressive focus on individual performance stifles creativity and detailing planning detailed level of planning is often detrimental to individual and the team when faced with such situations people just try to finish the tasks to meet the sprint goals they don't want to or, or most developers don't want to take on the wrath of of the management the efficacy of those goals to meet customer expectations as well as quality as well as scalability often takes a back seat and that is kind of antithesis to the entire concept of working in an agile work environment or or adapting agile finally uh, the lack of communication and i mean not lack of communication i would say but finally the 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 over communication and that every team member is supposed to be on top of their own uh, work deliverables on a daily basis and no slack or no uh, flexibility towards you know allowing team members uh time off or allowing team members time for more creative pursuits is one of the biggest drawbacks of scrum that no matter how many times you state it's it's like a nagging thorn under the skin that that continues and and that kind of impacts everything else around it finally last but not the least many scrum uh, engineers or or many senior engineers also feel that that there is in in this chasing timelines and and chasing features endlessly and chasing story points and chasing lines of code endlessly there is a lack of respect towards people who have worked hard towards developers who have who have amassed 20 25 30 years of of work experience as a developer who have amassed very niche skills and 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 very niche uh, skill sets uh, scrum is kind of unforgiving and 
generally there is a lack of respect and there is no concept of of uh, you know um, tenuity of and experience of senior developers over over developers who are just you know starting their career or 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 maybe who have a fraction of experience as as the senior developers and that again is not a, a not an invalid concern at all that's a very very valid concern um, most teams uh, struggle with uh, having really senior developers really senior people on the team and and drawing um, a conducive a collaborative work environment where everybody is working around that senior developer around that that uh, person who has got maybe twice as much experience as the the sum total of experience possessed by the other team members and that again is is one of the critical uh, drawbacks in scrum finally many people also feel that in scrum the entire focus is either on producing repetitive uh, incremental deliveries at the end of every sprint or finding out who to blame there is this continuous big blame game that that keeps on happening within scrum where uh, people are are often uh, found as scapegoats and and uh, the idea is that either there is a there is a software increment or there is a scapegoat who is blamed for not having delivered or 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 having pulled the entire team down so is scrum completely useless is it is it that scrum has completely fallen out of favor well that's certainly not the case scrum in in a recent survey more than 2/3 of the organizations who have who have uh, adapted agile have done some kind of a scrum and are doing scrum scrum is not useless at all scrum has got certain certainly scrum has got some key elements which are very very desirable from from an efficacy effectiveness point of view scrum is is very clear is transparent it has it has great focus on productivity and and really viewing everything as a unit really having a standardized story point approach to the entire software development uh, work which which again is is highly desirable however uh, software is a research software building an building an it application a software or uh, any it product is as much as a discovery and going along the unknown path as it's about following standardized laid down path it's a matter of discovering the solution often times not just rummaging through it scrum as many practitioners will tell you is far from useless in fact the simplicity of scrum makes it very popular among industry practitioner from all backgrounds and it is this simplicity that leads to misuse or and abuse of scrum this simplicity leads to uh, everybody and and anybody calling themselves a scrum master and stepping into the um, the world of scrum and the world of agile after reading a book or after attending a two month course and claiming to be an expert in scrum or in agile well just like you cannot become a uh, an expert or or certainly you cannot become a player in chess by by reading how to play chess scrum and agile goes the same way a lot of uh,
scrum that is seen today is more along the lines of okay this is a buzzword i read a post and and i i saw some videos and i watched some of the youtube videos and and i perhaps did a, a one month course and i got some fancy certification and let's now just go ahead and and uh, you know i have learned everything that is there to learn in scrum and now let's just go ahead and let's just implement well <laughs> uh, as one senior developer once said that firms are tech teams are are much better off and will have much higher chance of success if they attempt to answer two questions honestly about scrum first what is the team's process from feature request to feature delivery so in let me repeat myself what is the process from feature request to feature delivery as in what is the life cycle what is the end to end life cycle for delivering a particular feature right from the conceptualization point to the delivery where the feature is ready to be used by the end customer or the or the uh, end user and why did the team choose that method why did the team choose to deliver the work in a particular method that it chose if if any team if any group of developers and people has that maturity to answer these two questions and to have an end to end view of the of the life cycle and what the team is trying to do that right there is battle one and that right there is 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 the true test of of how mature and how well put the team is many in the development community particularly many old uh, heads feel that it's time for the culture of you know terminal neglect of experience and and uh, you know promoting mindless scrum or promoting a technique mindlessly are over uh, aggressive management intervention uh, to pass over human concerns and just stress on on uh, producing line after line of code are simply not going to work there is far too much at stake here for everybody there is far too much value to be delivered to the customer and there is there is far too much at stake from the point of view of maintaining integrity of scrum and agile then uh, you know it can be it it cannot be allowed for for people to just run amok with uh, delivering their own versions of scrum and delivering their own versions of of agile without any regard to what agile and scrum really are finally there are far too many young programmers there are far too many young professionals who are being doomed at the start of their career by subjecting them to the to the wrong ideas to the incorrect ideas and the incorrect notions of scrum and agile thinking that scrum and agile are easy is one problem thinking that scrum and agile are something that is um is purely a technique to deliver work is is a totally different problem scrum and agile yes it is it is definitely a technique to deliver some work it is definitely a technique to to build software or to build applications but it's more than that it's 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 an entire mindset it's an entire way of of working and 
if it is not seen in that light chances are that that uh, the youngsters and and the people who are just starting their careers today are starting off at the wrong foot and that is perhaps more disservice than anything else at the end i think it's it's uh, better to have a a culture or a working style or a working method where scrum and agile are taken as key points for the for for building building the teams around rather than you know there are teams which are doing scrum and agile without knowing what is what so finally folks that that brings us to the end of this episode uh, we will continue this discussion on uh, the fallacies of scrum and agile in our next episode on this two part series um, thank you very much for listening in i truly hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it any feedback is is always welcome i truly hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll be back with more thank you very much everybody and stay safe